Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is Scriptwriter Steve. You reached my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is August 11th, 2021, and it is currently 3.22 a.m. in the morning. It's a Wednesday, in case you're wondering. And, you know, um, I'm just here fixing up photos like I usually do, and I decided just to give a little talk to all of you folks out there. Um, Got a lot of things on my mind. Anyway, I'm going to turn this down here. Um, A little chilling music here, but, uh, yeah, I'm kind of really not feeling this music. (laughs) Okay, so how was your day going? Uh, Mine was actually pretty good. Got a good bike ride in, and... uh, you know, business here, I have to say, is the inquiries I've noticed have been slowing down, uh, not dramatically, but a little. And I think it's because of the Delta variant, and a lot of couples out there are just worried about, you know, planning their wedding and then just going through the entire lockdown thing. Because I had, I had a lot of wedding couples who just had to cancel their entire wedding plans because we just locked down. Now, the bad news uh, is that our governor uh, has reinstated some restrictions, uh, I guess, here in the state of Hawaii. Um, the good news is there are not major restrictions. So the biggest restriction we have is on social gatherings. So we no longer can gather, I guess, uh, 75 people or more. Uh, these are family and friends. We can't, we can't gather 75 or more friends in one area. And that's with a social gathering. Now, if I even tried, I couldn't probably do that. 75 people, that's a pretty big gathering, right? So that gathering is down to maybe 25 people, which is, that's kind of like the average gathering of, you know, a normal get-together anyway. You know, all of, my, all, of my, all of my barbecue parties, you know, during COVID were about 25 people. Not even that. They're about, I think, about 13, 15 people, um, even though sometimes we held them illegally and so, most of the time they were legal. Uh, but we've never had more than 25 people, 75 people. That is a big family gathering. Now there are locals who are gathering, you know, with 75 people or more. I've seen this at the beach. Uh, I'm not sure how you can regulate that, right? Because, you know, technically if everyone just shows up independently and then just meets at one gathering is, you know, what are you going to do? Like how, I mean, it's the freedom that you can go to the beach, right? And just gather. It's kind of almost like when you do weddings on the beach, they say that the permit limits you to maybe 25 or 35 people or something like that, right? But if random people just show up at the beach and just walk over to your wedding, it doesn't matter if they're tourists or guests, um, it doesn't matter. So you can have about 50 people just show up at, at, on the beach and just walk over to watch your wedding, uh, watch you, you know, people get married there, and then you can't do anything about it. I mean, even if, even if they're tourists, you can't kick them out of your ceremony, even if you have a permit. So I, I have no idea how they're going to enforce that. Now, what's not included in the social gathering restrictions are you know, commercial events such as luau's or, um, or weddings. So if you're going to have, apparently if you have a, an event which has 50 or more people, we're talking about a, a professional event like such as a wedding, right? All you have to do is fill out a piece of paperwork uh, online and just uh, alert the state of Hawaii that you're going to be having this event, and you just have to fill in who's going to be in charge of mitigation efforts, just in case there is a COVID outbreak, uh, so you can contact, I guess, all of the people who were at the event, and you know you could possibly quarantine all of them or, or, or so forth, right? So that's all you have to do. So the good news is that even though there are restrictions 
put onto the, I guess, I guess social gatherings, it doesn't affect weddings. And I don't think it would even affect <laughs> regular big social gatherings anyway, because again, you know, a social gathering of 75 people, that's really big. Most social gatherings with your family and friends are under 25, right? When you go out, you're not going to invite 25 of your friends at a time. Most of the time it's five or six or maybe 10 or, so, or something like that. But 25, that's pretty big. That's a 25 people is already big. 75 people to me, I think that's more like a huge birthday party. But what I find kind of interesting is that if you have a birthday party, say, at someone's house and you invite 75 people, right, suddenly that becomes illegal. But if you throw this event over at a restaurant and have 75 people and just fill out the form that they say you actually have a mitigation type of, you know, contact and it becomes 100% legal. So I don't understand, you know, how, you know, our governor's restrictions help the spread of COVID. And then on top of that, um, um, Governor Ige, that's our stupid governor, he came out with a report saying that we are averaging about 500 um, new cases per day with an infection rate, or I guess a a positivity rate of 7.9%. Now that's pretty darn high. That's really, really darn high. Now I do believe that the Delta variant is spreading. But here's the thing. He's not testing everyone. Um, they're just, most of the cases right now, they're pushing probable cases into the case count right now. So, and from what I know, from what, if I just read their data, about half of those people who are being, um, of of that case count are probable cases. So what is a probable case? Well, say for example, you go to this party, say for example, you go to a party, there's 30 people there. One of the people there tests positive. Now, they're automatically going to assume the rest of the 30 people there are already infected and they have to quarantine. So they don't have to test them. And on top of that, they refuse any type of negative test. So that's not good. That's really not good. You know, what I'm more concerned about than anything else is that what do they do after you get tested? Do they treat you at all, right? Even if you're healthy and if you're unvaccinated, you should be treated. Now, if you are vaccinated, I still think maybe you should pop a quercetin pill or something like that and, um, and, and then make sure that COVID just flushes from you. In fact, for myself, even though I'm vaccinated, when I go into a crowded place, I do pop a quercetin pill. Now, I was, and, and I was doing this before I was vaccinated. And um, again, I want to tell you that I am a Trump supporter. I am on the right. I'm not anti-vax. And, um, you know, and I support anyone's choice out there to not take the vaccine. But on top of that, I had my own, you know, I did take the safety precautions. Um, Pitmaster Keith, um, I think, you know, you know about him. He appears on my podcast every now and then. We've both taken quercetin and zinc. Uh, my grandmother was on it for a short time. My mom and my father, and my aunt was on it. And none of us came down with COVID despite being in contact direct contact with someone who was actually COVID positive and was considered a super spreader. So this quercetin zinc things, it really, really works. But I tell everyone out there, you know, there's a lot of people who don't want to take the vaccine and that's fine. But just to make sure you have a plan that when you get infected and the chances are you will get infected, that you know how to fight it. You know, don't just say, oh, COVID doesn't exist and, and you don't care, you know, it's just a, big, a rather stronger case of the flu. You know, for some healthy people, it may be true. 
But for others, people who are overweight and people who have already respiratory problems, this can hit you pretty darn hard. It can kill you, all right? So, you know, take your quercetin and zinc, you know, have, you know, go to frontlinemds.com, buy ivermectin, buy hydro- hydroxychloroquine, have it there on standby, right? So when you, you, you come into contact with someone who has COVID and you start feeling symptoms, you start popping that hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and zinc, and within a week, you'll be okay because, you know what, guaranteed your doctor will just tell you, hey, go home, uh, call me when you're about to die. I mean, that's, I'm not even being facetious there. That's what they do. That's really what they do. The doctors nowadays don't treat it. And here's the thing. You talk to your doctor, your, your family care physician, and if they don't treat you, if, if they say, you know what, so-and-so, uh, we don't want to prescribe anything. Just if you get COVID, you know, our basic, our, our precautionary plans are just for you to quarantine. Well, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. You got to get that medicine on standby. All right. Treat this real. All right. And these are for people, again, who don't want to take the shot. Again, for those, those who took the shot, you're going to get, if you get infected and there's a chance or you might, because again, that's what antibodies do. Right. You know, so, so that's what you, when you get infected, you know, your, your shot only protects you once you get infection. Once you get an infection, once you get, once COVID comes into your body, that's when the vaccine starts to work. All right. So when the PCR tests for the presence of COVID, then you may test positive, but are you infected or not? You may get a mild infection, because, but you won't get a major infection because the antibodies in your blood will neutralize the COVID. And uh, unfortunately, Fauci and the rest of the, the um, I guess, the medical team in America has lied to you saying that, well... You know, uh, taking the vaccine will make you 100% immune to COVID, and that's not necessarily true. You know, it will, neut- it will help you neutralize um, COVID. That's basically it, all right? That's really basically it. And I've been saying that from day one. You know, vaccines don't, <laughs> they, vaccines, the way they work, they don't stop you from getting infected, I mean, or, or, or testing positive. All right, so... The other good news regarding, I guess, our lockdowns, or not our lockdowns, but our, um, uh, I guess, COVID here in Hawaii and the, and the cases going up is that there are no new travel restrictions being placed upon, you know, people who come to Hawaii. So right now, if you're vaccinated, you upload your vaccine card uh, to the TravelSafe website, the portal over on, over, um, on uh, the state of Hawaii's website. You can travel to Hawaii without getting that freaking PCR test. And uh, if, you, if you actually um, don't have a vaccine, then you can come to Hawaii still yet, and you can still come to Hawaii with the PCR test. Make sure, you're, make sure you take a PCR test or any type of test that is approved by the state of Hawaii, because if you don't, they'll literally make you um, quarantine in your hotel room or your vacation rental for, tw- for 10 days. And if you don't do that, um, they may fine you, put you in jail, or force you to go back home. So that's never good. That's really, really never good. Now, now switching gears here, um, I want to talk about, I want to talk about more about this Governor Cuomo, um, uh, I guess, case right here, because today or yesterday, he, he resigned from office. And uh, I, I really feel that this is a travesty of justice right here, because you know, Governor Cuomo was not awarded his due process. 
he really was not awarded his awarded his due process. And in this in this country, uh, we are you know we are allowed to face our accusers. Uh, we are we are allowed to defend ourselves in a court of law. We are we are presumed innocent, right? We are innocent until proven guilty. We are not guilty because someone made an accusation against us. So I'm going to cut to commercial. Um, when I get back, we'll get straight into this, all right? And uh, and um, you know, for those of you who don't want to listen listen to me rant about Kumo, I'm not. Um, you know, you guys can tune out, but. Again, you know, I'm not a supporter of this guy. I think this guy is a creep. I think he's um, power hungry. I don't think he's very intelligent. I think he is 100% guilty of, you know, killing a lot of elderly people because of his COVID policies where he put, you know, positive elderly COVID patients back into care homes. And he ended up killing everyone in those care homes. I mean, he forced them back in to these um, care homes because he didn't want to use uh, Trump's uh, I guess, uh, COVID tents or the COVID ship that actually parked itself outside of New York City. Now, he didn't want to give Trump the win. That's why he pushed them back into the elderly care homes. That right, I mean, that's stupid, first of all. And secondly, that's almost like, that's almost like murder to me, right? I mean, you are killing people out there. I mean, you know, when you put your, your, um, your parents you know, who are elderly uh, into a care home, you're thinking they're going to be cared for. And they're going to receive the best care out there, right? But apparently, they received the worst care. He should go to jail for that. He should be impeached for that. But they chose this? All right. So anyway, I'm going to cut the commercial now. Hope you join me on the other side. Talk to you soon. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. All right, let's make one thing clear here. I am no fan of Andrew Kumo, all right? I think that guy is slimy. I think he's very creepy. Um, do I think he's guilty of these sexual harassment charges? Uh, you know, I'll be quite honest with you. I, I honestly don't. I really, really don't. Um, with that being all said and all that on the table, I still think that he should go to jail for something or prison for something because you know he is guilty of some other you know very much more serious crimes out there well i'm not even sure if there's a crime out there but what would you prosecute kumo on because he did knowingly put you know i guess people elderly people who are positive with covid back into the care homes and he knew for a fact that covid was more lethal to elderly people Right? He knew that for a fact. Everybody knew that, right? And um, he did this to protect the, the Democrats. Because the narrative out there that was being pushed by all the Democrats out there was that Donald Trump was handling COVID poorly. 
And it's still being pushed out there. And a lot of Democrats still believe that. They believe that, hey, you know, if, you know, someone like Andrew Cuomo was at the helm or Joe Biden, there wouldn't be that many deaths, right? But apparently all of this is Trump's fault. Now, if you remember, Trump had FEMA, or I think it was the National Guard or something, build emergency hospital tents out there in, uh, I think, uh, over there in New York City. And then he also had one of those Navy hospital boats uh, outfitted to handle COVID patients. But Kumo didn't use most of those resources at all. He could have put these infected elderly patients into the, these, uh, I guess, into that ship. Or on or into the other uh, hospital beds that are outside, and uh, I think in that um, in that park, that that really big park. I forgot what their, that name was, but instead he pushed them back into the elderly care homes because he didn't want to give, you know, any. I guess he didn't want to give Trump um, a reason to blow his own horn, right? To say, "Wow, we've treated all these people here and saved all these lives." He just didn't want to give that. He didn't want to give any accolades or any possible future accolades that Trump, I guess Trump may be entitled to after COVID was over, right? And this was all uh, done for to to make sure that that President Trump didn't have as many, I guess, gold stars uh, on his resume when he was running for re-election. That's what it was done for, right? Now, what do you prosecute Kumo on? I mean, there is a crime there. There is a crime. Oh, on top of that, Kumo did cover that all up. And so there is crimes here. Um, the exact crimes, exact, um, you know, exact charges you would bring against Kumo, I don't know. I'm not a prosecutor, but I'm sure there's something there. But instead, you know, Kumo was offered to the Republicans uh, for some reason uh, for, uh, uh, I guess, I guess his, his head was offered, you know, on a platter, two Republicans, I guess, using these very loose sexual harassment charges, very loose, loosely interpreted sexual harassment charges. And the bar, I swear, the bar of sexual harassment now is so low that even I think I could be accused of sexual harassment. I really do. I really do. Because in one of these... Uh, in, in one of these, uh, I guess, uh, complaints, uh, Andrew Cuomo um, is accused of sexual harassment for kissing a woman on the cheek. Now, he is Italian, so they kiss, you know, people on both cheeks. I mean, I've had Italian customers before, and they, the men will kiss me on both cheeks, as long as, including the women. They kiss you on both cheeks, right? And, um, but what the men do is that they hold your face, and you just have to make sure you don't move your head left or right, because if, if I go left and he goes right, then I'm just kissing him on the, him on the lips, right? So you, gotta, you have to be really, really careful. But again, when I have these Italian you know, clients come down, they're very affectionate. Now, <laughs> Andrew Cuomo, it looks as though he kisses everyone on the lips. I'm not on the lips, on the cheek, on both sides, right? So he's doing it to El Sharpton, he's doing it to men, he's doing it to women. And all of a sudden, one woman... I guess decides that's sexual harassment. Now, for me, here in Hawaii, you know, a lot of men we have we're we're a kissing culture, right? So we don't do we don't kiss women on both cheeks. We kiss women on one cheek, and that apparently could be interpreted as sexual harassment. 
I mean, it's so automatic to many locals, right? That, you know, we kiss them on one cheek and that's it. You know, or the woman would just put up their cheek to us and we kiss them. That's it. So, and it's, that's the aloha culture, the Hawaiian culture. That's showing aloha spirit, right? So, you know, but if you do this over there in the mainland, maybe that's considered sexual harassment nowadays. I don't know. I mean, it, it, that's just so weird. That's just so weird. Another time, um, uh, this is during COVID. Now, this is all true now. During COVID, Andrew Cuomo uh, got a PCR test done, like, right there on live TV. Now, on li- so what happens is that a nurse uh, who's dressed out in her complete, like, you know, protective uh, protection equipment, right, from head to toe, she has the visor on, the glasses on, you know, she has a mask on, and she has a full-on body gown on, right? And Andrew Kumo looks at her and says, you are the body, uh, body gone very well. And then immediately after that, she does the PCR test. And man, they pushed that, they pushed that PCR swab way down his nostril. Oh man, that, that was horrible. So they just replayed that. That right there was considered sexual harassment when he complimented her and says, you wear that, you wear that gown very well. That's it. He's just, you know, you know, giving her a compliment. Now, what happens when I give a compliment to my bride? Because I do. I say, you look great in that. You look great in your dress today. You look really good. You're smoking, right? You're, and I tell them that you're smoking. You look great. You're going to stop traffic. It's awesome. You look, you look so great today. I'm giving that bride a compliment. Now, that could be considered sexual harassment according to this attorney general. Because Andrew Cuomo, all he did, all he did was candidly give this woman a compliment. Can you imagine that? Can you just imagine that, right? In another sexual harassment um, case, not a not case, but charge against Kumo, a woman accused Kumo of looking her up and down and checking out her body. Now, she was wearing a low-cut breath, um, dress, so he said that, she said that he looked at um, down her dress, right? Maybe that's true. But, 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 you know, again, all he did was look. All he did was look. So apparently, if men look at a woman's boobs or their cleavage, right, that's sexual harassment. Really? So you can sue him for that? You know, he has to lose his job over that? You know, about two weeks ago, <laughs> my, friend, uh, my friend and I, we went biking. Um, and we're, we were biking all around the island. And then we uh, decided to stop on the side of the road there. Uh, because we wanted to uh, take a look at the scenery, because uh, he, he's from the he's from Florida, and he just wanted to check out, uh, I guess, the scenery, right? So we we just wanted to regain ourselves and you know look at everything, talk a little, and you know and gather gather ourselves to figure out where the hell we were going to go next. So right behind of us, we hear this voice that says, "Hey guys, nice bikes," right? And it was a it was obvious it was a gay guy who was checking us out, and we turn around. We look at we look right behind of us, and there's this black guy over there, huge smile on his face. And I think I told the story to you before. Huge smile, and he was checking out our butts. Now I'm not sure which butt he was checking out. I think we we you know my friend and I agreed that more than likely he was checking out my friend's butt, not mine, because even though I have a big butt, it's not as bubbly, right? And this is a black guy. I know black guys love big butts, and my friend's butt is a nice bubbly butt, right? But apparently, apparently, according to this New York 
attorney general that's sexual harassment. So we could have actually turned around and sued this black guy for just giving us a nice compliment because, you know, we'll take any compliment we get, we can get, right? You know, guy or girl, right? So, you know, you know because this guy was checking on her butt or checking out my friend's butt, right? <laughs> oh, by the way, I just complimented my friend's butt. I said it was nice and bubbly, right? So that's apparently also sexual harassment, according to this attorney general. <laughs> give me a break. Really, just give me a break. Now, another sexual harassment, um, uh, I guess, charge against Kumo, and I thought this was pretty legitimate. The, a woman um, said in, in her accused Kumo, of reaching under her blouse and grabbing her breast. Now that sounds horrible, right? I mean that that is we, you know that's there's no arguing that's sexual harassment. I mean you got to investigate that. And then she posted a she posted a picture of a selfie she took with Governor Kumo, and um, Governor Kumo and her were like close together, and they're both smiling at the camera. And um, she told the prosecutor that. Governor Kumo had cupped her breast right before they took that picture. And um, her, her, she sent that picture to her friend. And her friend complimented and said, She's, I'm so jealous. And then the person who accused Kumo of, of uh, cupping her breast said, replied, I know, right? So apparently, you know, I, I'm thinking if Kumo actually sexually harassed her why did she stick around to take a nice selfie with this guy who she's who just sexually harassed her i mean who in the world does that right i mean who in the world does that it doesn't make any sense i mean let me ask you this i mean i do know that there's a lot of women out there who have been legitimately sexually harassed and i know some of you who are listening to me you you have been hit on inappropriately by a lot of men so if a man, you know, gropes you, are you going to say, wait, hold on, hold on. Before you go, let me take a selfie with you. Let's smile for the picture, by the way. That's, you don't do that, right? You, just, you probably will slap him in the head, you know, yell at him or do something, walk away. Say, what the hell are you doing? What, what the hell are you doing? Right? You go to the press. Imagine if it was a celebrity that did that to you or a politician that did it to you, right? Imagine if it was Governor Kumo who did that to you. And, and, and just as, for example, you're a big fan of his, he, oh, you, you just want to take a picture of him. He goes under there, you know, cups your breast and with his hand. And then w would you stick around to go take a picture with him? And then don't tell anyone about it till about three years later or two years later when the time is appropriate, right? When all these other women out there make their accusations. And then brag to your friends, aren't you jealous of my picture? You know, say, look, look, aren't you jealous because I took a picture of, you know, Kumo? Because at this time, Kumo was the man, right? Kumo, a lot of liberals wanted Kumo to run for president other than Biden. I mean, Kumo was the guy, right? I don't believe that girl at all. That's, that's not the proper, you know, reaction to getting sexually harassed. You don't take a selfie with a guy who just groped you. I mean, you, you just don't. Right? Big plot hole in the lie. Big, 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 big plot hole. So what happens now is that Governor Kumo had to resign. So he resigned yesterday, right? We all heard about it. And 
you know, Fox News and the and the right wing media, they're all celebrating, and the left wing media, they're all celebrating. Everyone's celebrating. I'm out here on an island. I mean, literally, I'm on an island, but I feel like I'm on an island by myself saying, hey, wait a minute, raising my hand and saying, hey, you know, why are we celebrating this? This, you know, creep, he, I mean, granted, he's a creep, just got canceled, and he didn't even have a chance to defend himself, right? You know, any, this means that any woman can bring charges against anyone, or any man can bring some charges against anyone, right? And automatically, our culture, the American culture, demands that you lose your job, your livelihood, um, you know, your life, because the accuser is always right. And the accuser's accusations, um, I guess, don't require any type of investigation. Any type of investigation. Let's just believe them and just swallow whatever they want to say, hook, line, and sinker. Does that seem fair at, at all? I mean, I want to hear what Kumo has to say. I want a jury to decide, right? I mean, and these, these accusations, I mean, they have lowered the bar so low to what sexual harassment is. I mean, a kiss on the cheek, a compliment. Oh, one time he, had, I think another, another um, accusation um, said that uh, Governor Kumo uh, made a statement that that uh, his Emmy award was uh, had big had big breast on it or something like that, right? It had a big bosom. I think that's what that was the correct quote. And that woman who he told it to said that that was very inappropriate of him to say that about the Emmy, and she viewed that as sexual harassment. Who was he sexually harassed? I mean, who was he? Who I mean, the Emmy was he sexually harassing the woman? The 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 Emmy. I mean, come on, really? To all you Republican, to all my Republican friends out there who have just jumped on this bandwagon and, you know, this bandwagon of hate of Kumo. Now, I understand that. You want to just get him, right? But let's get him with the right crime, right? Let's get him because, let's get him on the right charges. Let's not get him on these sexual harassment charges because I think this is just completely all fake. It's completely fake. All right. <sighs> Got that out of my system. So anyway, people, I'm going to end this podcast a little bit early. You know, it's only going to be 30 minutes total time, but then uh, you know, I need to get to bed. I need, well, not really get to bed. I need to f- fix more photos up. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, I will be talking about more barbecue. I'll be talking about more wedding stuff in the future. I'm going to be talking about some movies I just saw too because uh, I need to also talk about uh, the state of the entire movie industry. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking. You know, movies movies are not making as much money in the box office at all right now. And part of it is due to COVID, all right? But a big part of it is due because they're releasing their movies onto these apps at the same time that they're, that they're releasing in the theaters, right? So, for example, Suicide Squad came out at the same time it was released on HBO Max. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any financial sense to me at all. I want to talk about that in, a, in another podcast out there. But I'll just tell you that if, <laughs> I mean, if this movie industry continues on this, I guess, on this path... Um, 
they're not going to be very profitable in the future. I, I mean, they're going to be losing a lot of money. These, these movies, they cost a lot to make. And, uh, you know, before you made movies, you made money off the... I mean, I, they, made, they made money off the, uh, the uh, I guess, the, um, the ticket sales, and they usually just broke even off of that. Most of the money was made on the home theater market when people would buy DVDs, VHSs, and uh, I thought things would get a little better because with the streaming, uh, I guess with the streaming option out there, you could actually, especially on, especially on Amazon, you could buy these movies just on video stream. You didn't have to buy a DVD, you didn't have to buy a Blu-ray or anything like that. But all of a sudden, the the movie industry got, got into the streaming, streaming platform things, and now they're just making movies to really just, uh, I guess, gain subscribers. It's kind of weird. All right. Anyway, people, I got off on a tangent again. I'm sorry about that. So I will uh, talk about all that stuff in my next podcast, and I uh, hope you tune in then. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.